Hey, everybody. I'm going to try my best with the, I'm super not great with the handheld mic. I'm used to the little ear one, so I need to practice with this more. So this is good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just tell me if it's not up to my mouth because I forget about it. And I'm a hand talker. Oh, I can't sit this way because then I can't see your beautiful faces. Let me turn this around. You guys, um, I'm so happy to be here tonight, but also, as Tim was mentioning, John sends his love. He um, is hunting. He left today for his annual hunting trip, so he couldn't be here tonight. Yeah, it's been a crazy summer. I don't know about you guys. It seems like there has been so much going on. Um, for everybody, and for, and for me, like, most of it was not good. You know, it, it's been um, a hard few months. But, um, yeah, I'm feeling what I'm going to share with you guys tonight. Um, I'm really excited about, so we're just going to jump into it. The verse that we're going to be talking about tonight is from Proverbs 3. It's a really popular verse. It's Proverbs 35 and 6. I'm going to read it to you from the ESV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. This has been a life verse for John and I as a couple. Years and years ago when we first came back to the Lord, um, probably 2007, we've been married almost 20 years. So this was about seven or eight years into our marriage when we came back to the Lord. And this verse was one that was prayed over us many times, prophesied over us um, by people that knew us and also like strangers that would come and visit the church or whatever. So um, I used to hear that verse all the time. And I was like, yes, I, tr I trust you, Lord. I trust in you, Lord. Everything's great. God is good. I trust in you, Lord. And that's a real easy thing for for me and maybe for you to say as well, you can relate when everything's going really smooth. It's easy to trust in him when you can see the path. It says, trust in him and acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that is something that I don't have a hard time doing when everything's going great. But when things get hard or the path gets clouded or gets dark and I can't see the steps ahead, it's not so easy to trust in him. And he's really been speaking that to me a lot this summer, especially going through the roller coaster of emotions that my summer has been. And I even have um, several friends that have said the same thing. They've, it's, it's been a, an emotional summer, ups and downs with the Lord. And we talked about that a little bit last time I was here. But um, recently, John and I went hiking when I first got home from, I've been at ministry school for nine months, and when I first got home in May, we went for this hike. And I said, I want just a nice, easy, smooth hike. I just want to enjoy the Colorado fresh air now that I'm back from California. just want to do something easy. So he picked out this trail near our house. We went on this little hike that he reassured me several times. It's going to be super chill, very mellow. We start hiking, you guys. And we're about three miles in. And it's beautiful, gorgeous. Um, beautiful meadows, mountain range. Um, there's this giant rock on this trail, and it's called Eagle Rock, and it's just beautiful. 
that you can see while you're hiking. And, and we're gaining some elevation, but, you know, super chill pace. And then all of a sudden we come around one of those trail markers where they tell you where you're at and, you know, show you the little loop and how much further to get back or if you want to take the long route or whatever. And we're going around this trail marker and this other couple, this young couple, like 20 probably, more than half my age, come around the corner and they're like huffing and puffing, all out of breath and sweaty. And, they're, and we're like, hey, how's it going? You know, we're all happy. And, and they're like, oh, man, that part of the trail is a bear, man. That's tough. And I was like, oh, what part of the trail? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're heading up it? You're going this direction? Oh, we came down it. You're going up it? And I looked at John. I'm like, are we we're going up it? And I start having like this little panic, you know, and this dread. And, and he's like, yeah, it's fine, babe. I looked on the map. It's easy. It's fine. And the girl looked at him and she's like, well, good luck, you know. And I was like, oh, dear. And they left. And I looked at John. I was like, I told you, I don't want to do anything hard. I just want to turn around and go back. Let's just walk the same way that we came. And he looked at me and he's like, babe, we got this. We got this. So we start going up this trail, and it's covered with trees. Like, we came from the meadow part of the trail, and now we're heading up a little bit higher elevation, a lot more trees, a lot more foliage. So I can't really see where the trail's going. But I notice that it starts to get really rocky. So we go from, like, a sweet little grass, what I like to call a game trail, you know, to this rocky starting to climb steeper and steeper trail. And I see it, and to me it looks like this, you know, but it was, you know, really probably just a little bit steep. But I was already tired and hot and sweaty from walking three miles, and this is the last thing I wanted to do. And I just felt really frustrated. I was frustrated because I felt blindsided, because I didn't expect it. I felt unprepared. I felt ill-equipped. I hadn't hiked really in nine months. I'd been sitting in a classroom basically, <laughs> eating food and gaining weight, and listening to great teaching, but no exercise. So I really didn't want to do it. And, and I just felt all that frustration and discouragement just kind of rising up in me. And the more I climbed, the steeper it got and the rockier it got. And every time I would think that we were at the top, it would just be another switchback. You know, we live in Colorado, so we're used to those switchbacks up the mountain, right? But you couldn't see the next one because the trail was so covered, right? There were a couple of times that we were almost at the top of one of the switchbacks, and John was behind me because now, you know, I'm mad. So I'm hiking like this, you know, and I'm making the face, and I'm hustling up there. And he's like, slow down, babe. And I'm like, don't talk to me. You know, I was so mad at him for bringing me on this part of the trail. And I'm hustling up there. And a couple of times he said to me, he's like, oh, this is the, t this is the top. This is the last one. And then when we get up there, and it would be another one that we couldn't see. And after a couple of times of that happening, I was so mad, you guys, but really, on the inside, I was dealing with all of my disappointment and frustration and anger and everything that I was dealing with since I'd gotten home, 
the things that this summer had been bringing me, right? The hard things that I was going through. And I was just kind of this, this whole thing on this mountaintop, on the way up this mountaintop, was really just a metaphor and an illustration of what was going on on the inside of me and how I felt about it and my frustration with the Lord, my disappointment. And I know that's something that we've been talking about here. Paula preached on unmet expectations um, recently, and that's really what I was going through. So we get up to another switchback, and this time, after he's promised me that it's going to be the last one and it's not, I just start crying. And I just started letting it all out, all my disappointment, all my frustration, all my anger, just giving it to the Lord. And I'm just like, I don't know what this is, but I'm feeling it. I'm not going to try to stuff it. I'm just going to let it out. And poor John behind me is like, what, what is going on? She is losing her mind over this hike. What in the world? But it was so much more than the hike, right? It, it's, like I said, it was really just an illustration for what was happening on the inside of me. Switchback after switchback after switchback. And every time we hit another one, and I felt like I couldn't keep going, I was tired and thirsty and hot, and my legs were burning. I was just like, all right, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm in this, you know? I'm going with you. And I'm like, and this feels like my life. I feel like I'm just going round and round the mountain, not getting anywhere, dealing with the same old things that I thought were long and since dealt with, right? And that's the conversation that I was having with the Lord. And I feel like so many of us, so many friends and family that I talk to, they can so relate to that story because we all have these things in our lives that seem to be like, what I would call the mountains in our lives, that, that thing that we just can't seem to conquer, right? Or that just keeps coming back. Sometimes it's that um, prodigal that we've been praying for for a really long time, and we're believing God to, to bring them back to Jesus. Or maybe it's our marriage. You know, we've been praying for that for a long time and believing God and still not seeing any change. Maybe it's our finances. Maybe it's our health. But I know you're thinking of something right now that's between you and the Lord that, that is a mountain that you are probably tired of going round and round. It says in Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them your mountains. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. When I was studying um, the notes for Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, I was reading in a bunch of different translations. I love doing that um, just to try and get the Holy Spirit to talk to me more and, and tell me more about himself and more about what he's saying about my situation. And so when he was highlighting this to me, I looked it up, and in the Passion Translation, I'm going to read you guys the notes because I thought this was fascinating. So just to refresh your memory, the verse is, 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And it says in the study notes, or circular paths of righteousness. It is a common trait for sheep on the hillsides of Israel to circle their way up higher and higher. They eventually form a path that keeps leading them higher. This is what David is referring to in that scripture. Each step we take following our shepherd will lead us higher, even though it seems like we're just going in circles. And when I read that, it was like an epiphany for me. You know, it was like one of those paradigm shifts for the way I was thinking about going around my mountain. And I felt the Lord say to me, you're not just going around the mountain. You're climbing the mountain, and you're following me up the mountain, and you are going to get to the top, and I am leading you, and you're not just going in circles. You are making headway. Things are changing. I'm going to say that again. Things are changing. And he is with us, just like it said in Deuteronomy. And he is our good shepherd. He is leading us up the mountain. I just thought that was so interesting to read that in the study notes about that's actually how they get higher. And although it seems like they're going in circles, they're not. They're really getting to the top. As we climb our mountains, I have a couple of things um, that the Lord put on my heart for us to keep in mind, all of us, as we climb. And one thing is instead of focusing on all that, that we've lost, for me, I was like, it was illustrated to me with blood, sweat, and tears as I was hiking up another switch back that day, and they seemed like they were never going to end. He told me not to focus on what it felt like I was losing, but to focus on what I was gaining. And one thing that we're gaining when we climb our mountains is endurance. We're gaining endurance. My mother-in-law gave me this bookmark when John and I got married years ago, and it's one of those that has your name on it, and it tells you what your name means. You know, and it, like for me, it's in Italian, what your name means, and it tells you um, the scripture verse that goes with your name and all that kind of stuff. And my name on her on the scripture that she gave me said enduring enduring not endearing because i know that y'all think i'm endearing but that's a different meaning no it's enduring and i hated that and every time i see that bookmark i still oh i'm like lord i don't want to be enduring i want to be conquering i want to be through it i want to be the overcomer already I don't want to have to endure to get to the other side. I am weary of that, you know? And he started talking to me a little bit about endurance. It says in Romans 12, 12, um, again in the Passion Translation, Romans 12, 12 says, don't give up when you're going through hard things. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it says don't give up. Endure. Don't give up. Another thing that's happening when we're climbing our mountains is we're building our faith muscles. We're getting stronger every single time. You know, it's just like um, when I got back and 
from school and started going to the gym with John because, like I said, I gained a bunch of weight in school and I got really lazy. So I was trying to exercise and, and get healthy and feel better. started going to the gym, and I would go to these weightlifting classes that they have, and I could do, like, five pounds in each hand, you know? And there's all these other people in there doing all these strong weights, but I couldn't do that, and I felt silly. And one of the girls came up to me after class one day, and she's like, hey, you're doing great just because you showed up, first of all. She goes, and second of all, she said, you have to slowly build up to more weight. You can't just start lifting 50 pounds when you haven't built your muscles. You'll hurt yourself. You can't carry that kind of weight. And she said, you'll, you'll build up to it. And she was right. Like, I started out with five pounds, and now I'm doing 20 pounds. And that's kind of how it is when we're climbing our mountains. We feel like, like I said earlier, like we're going around in circles, and we're not. We're climbing. And we feel like nothing's changing, and it is. We're learning endurance with the Lord, and we're building those faith muscles. We're getting stronger in our walk with him, and um, even in our trust with him, like he asked us to do in Proverbs. And especially when we can sit and remember all the ways in the past that he's been faithful, all the times that we couldn't imagine how a situation was going to work out, and God worked it out. The, all those things are building our endurance and they're building our faith muscles. And the other thing that's happening when we're climbing our mountains is we're getting a higher perspective as we climb. The higher up we get, the more of God's perspective that we can see. That happened to me that day. I couldn't see while I was climbing so much. I would get to a switchback and I could see a little bit, but the further I climbed and the higher I got, the more I could see, the more open the view was, right? It was unobstructed the higher I got. And then, of course, when I got to the top, it was a beautiful view, right? I could see for miles. And that's how it is for us. We're climbing our mountains, and we're just on that path, and it's so restricted or obstructed. But God's doing stuff that we can't see the whole time. He's moving on our behalf the whole time. And we just can't always see it. But I often say to him now, show me what's happening from your perspective. Give me your perspective, God, so I can know how to deal with this, so I can have hope for this, so I can have faith for this. Give me your perspective. So I encourage you to ask him for that higher perspective. Recently, um, just last weekend, I think, John and I climbed that mountain again, that same one that we climbed that first weekend in May, that I thought I was going to die or kill my husband, either one. Um, we climbed it again, and I remember when we got to that, John's like, you sure you want to do that same trail? And I was like, yes, because we've been hiking all summer now. We've done tons of trails. We've hiked every single weekend a different trail all summer long, except when, you know, if we were out of town or something, we have hiked a lot. And so I was like, yeah, I want to do it again. And this time, you guys, we did it in half the time. Like, we were just hauling because we've been hiking so much, and I've built up my endurance. And I've been lifting weights and doing that class, and I've built up my strength. So this time when we got to the switchback part, the really hard part, I wasn't even winded when we got to that part. We'd already done the three miles, and last time I thought I was going to die, and this time I was like, I'm ready. Had my water bottle. I felt more prepared. I knew what I was getting into, and I was actually excited. 
to hike it this time. And we did. We hiked up it, and we got almost to the top, and we both stopped and took a water break. And we were both kind of huffing and puffing. And I looked at John, and I was like, you know, in my imagination, as the way I remembered this hike, I thought that I had imagined, I had imagined how hard it was. I thought I'd exaggerated it because I was so out of shape and I was so mad at God about all the stuff that was going on in my life. But this is actually really hard. This is, this is legitimately as hard as I remember it being, even though I'm stronger now and can do it. And John looked at me and he goes, yeah. He goes, this is really hard. This is harder than I remember it too. And I was like, isn't it funny, though, how my perspective has changed? I'm standing there with a smile on my face saying, this is harder than I remember it. Whereas before, I was so angry and I was so miserable and in so much pain because it was so hard. But this time, I welcomed the challenge and was excited about doing it. And I know that's because God was giving me his perspective. I just want to encourage you guys tonight a couple of things. Um, I wanted to save a lot of time for ministry. So um, some things that God spoke to me right before I came up here tonight. You're not going in circles. Whatever mountain is in front of you, whatever came to your mind when I mentioned all those different options, and I I probably didn't even say one that you're dealing with. Whatever your mountain is between you and the Lord that you're climbing right now, you're not going in circles. It is changing. He is with you. You're not alone. It says in Isaiah 60, verse 22, and at the right time, I will make it happen. I don't know what he's taking you through right now. But at the right time, that season will be over too. At the right time, your breakthrough will come. At the right time, your healing will appear. At the right time, that kid will come home. Because God's timing is perfect. And he is good. And sometimes we just need to hear the things that we have heard our whole walk but we just need to hear them with a fresh perspective, right? His timing is perfect. You can trust him. I want to read Proverbs again to you one more time before I, I share with you what he wanted me to minister about tonight. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Hang in there. He is making your path straight. You will reach your mountaintop. And that's what I'm praying for all of us tonight, that we all reach our mountaintop with the Lord, whatever that looks like in your life. Because I know a lot of us have been through some hard crap lately, and we are ready for it to be done. And I get that. I want to minister to you guys. Um, When I was putting my notes together, I had it all ready. The Lord had already told me what he wanted me to share tonight. So I'd had that prepared for a while. And then I was just praying today 
before I even started getting ready, it was early this afternoon, probably right after lunch, I started praying and just asking God what, what he had for you guys tonight. In addition to the message, I was like, Lord, am I just, am I just bringing that, that word of hang in there and encouragement and, and trust? You know, what, what else do you have for them? And I kept asking him, and I, I wasn't really, I wasn't hearing anything back. And I was like, okay, well, then it's that message. I'll, I'll release fresh faith and trust and hope, all the things that I'm still going to release. But then um, I, just, I just felt like he wanted me to keep pulling on heaven for an answer, something specific. And so I did. I, just, I was doing the dishes, asking him, uh, starting to get things ready to jump in the shower, to come up here, just all the different things, just moving around the house, moving throughout my afternoon, and I just kept asking him, still not hearing anything. So finally, I just started feeling super, like, tired. So I laid down on the bed, and Paula knows this about me. I'm not a napper. I can't, like, I'm, I'm a morning person. I usually go, like, full strength until about 9 o'clock, and then I just start tanking. But John and Paula, they can, people like that can just take a nap, you know, and that's just not me. And I started getting really, like, lethargic, kind of lazy and tired, and I was like, do I need to take a nap before I get ready? So I laid down on the bed, and I'm like, Lord, you know, just talk to me. I'm here. I just want to hear your voice. Just tell me, you know, what you want me to release tonight. And I just started getting more and more calm, more and more calm. And I just felt like this warm, like physically felt like this warm blanket come over me when I was laying on the bed. And then it hit me. You want to release peace tonight. Peace. And as soon as I said that, I felt the peace of God wash over me like I haven't felt in a really long time. A really long time. And it was almost like I stood up to go get in the shower because I was so excited that I figured out what he was trying to tell me. And I was like, I got to get ready. But you guys, it was like I was a little drunk, you know. I don't know if you ever had those days in your life. In my history, I had plenty of those. Um, and it was that, that kind of like calm and peace that only God can bring. But um, I do, I call it drunk peace because I just, I feel so calm. And I feel so much... Um, it's like you said in prayer before the service, Tim, that peace that surpasses all understanding. We talk about that verse, but that's a real thing. You know, his word is alive. It's living and active, it tells us in Hebrews. And his peace is a tangible thing. It's not just something that we say or pray for other people or ask God for. It is a physically tangible part of his presence. He is the Prince of Peace. And so I got really excited because it was so strong on me that I knew that that's what he wanted to do tonight. And on the way here, I was just thanking him and, and praying about the service. And, and I asked him, do what you did for me last time that I spoke in, I think it was June, 
Confirm the word, Lord. Confirm it even during worship. And when I walked in, the song that Tim and Jane were rehearsing was the song that you sang tonight about peace. And I was like, yes, Lord. And it just hit me all over again. I could hardly stand up at the door. So you guys, um, the way I saw it a couple of ways. So if you want this, um, this piece, I am releasing it. I encourage you to stand up because we're going we're gonna to do a couple of things that I feel like God has showed me. So I want to do that first. And I'm also going to pray, um, like I said, for the, for the hope and the endurance and all that. So if you'll stand up, I just want to go into some ministry time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you, God, for your goodness. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. I thank you for the ministering angels that are here to minister to us tonight, God. I thank you, Father, that you are climbing our mountains with us and you're taking us to the top. I thank you, Lord, that we're going to see the beautiful view when we get to the top of our mountains. I thank you, Lord, that we are more than conquerors. And I thank you, Lord, that it's going to be worth it all. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the gift of faith now. Just release the gift of faith to believe you for everything that you have promised us, God. Thank you, Lord, for fresh hope for our circumstances, that you are who you say you are, and you will do what you say you will do. And thank you, God, like it says in Proverbs. Thank you that we can trust you. We can trust you to lead us even when we can't see where we're going, when the path is unclear, when we're confused or we're lost. You're the good shepherd that leads us. So I thank you, Lord, for that reassurance even tonight that we can trust you. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, Jesus. I thank you for that tangible presence of your peace, Lord. Just right now in the room, God, I thank you for your tangible presence. Like it came on me in my home, Lord, I just release it right now in Jesus' name. Let every single person receive your peace. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. One of the things that I saw, you guys, um, when I was praying how he wanted to release this, sometimes when I get like a sports massage and they are working out all the kinks and the hard places and it's all painful and then she gets to the end and I'm finally all relaxed and then she says, now Carla, I want you to take three deep breaths in through your nose and release it out through your mouth. And that seems like it wouldn't do anything, but it totally does every time. It relaxes me. 
And tonight when I was praying on how he wanted to do this, I saw myself laying on that massage table having that instruction from my therapist. So I know that's one of the ways he wants to do it tonight. So what I'd like for you to do is imagine, like I said, that the, the peace of God is a tangible thing. It's alive. His word is alive. So I want you to imagine peace as if it's a physical substance that he's holding right in front of your face. Something you could smell. A fragrance, a flower, a candle. It's right in front of your face. Now I want you to take three slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. I'm going to read the two scriptures that he gave me. They're both from John. John chapter 16. Just stay in that place of peace. I am never alone, for the Father is always with me. And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrow, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. And what he kept highlighting to me was the peace that is in him will be in us, and it will give us peace as we rest in him. So for some of us, I just release a rest to you right now. A rest. I just release rest to your thoughts, to your mind, to you trying to figure out how you're going to fix it, to you trying to know what the solution is or what God's telling you to do, trying to have all the right answers, the next step that he's asking you to take. Just rest. From all of that. He is leading you. He is taking you on those steps and you can trust him. So I just release rest to you right now to receive his peace. And the next verse is from John chapter 14, verse 27. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Do not yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. So, Father, once again, I release the gift of peace. Thank you for your perfect peace. There's some of you who um, you've been dealing with a lot of fear surrounding your situation. Maybe it's a health diagnosis. 
Maybe it's a relationship, and you got a lot of fear that the enemy has brought in around your situation. I rebuke that fear right now in the name of Jesus, and I command it to go. That's not from God. And I release the gift of peace, the gift of peace into your circumstances. I speak peace over your circumstance. I speak peace over your relationships. I speak peace over your body. Thank you, Lord. The shalom of heaven right now. Release the shalom of heaven into your bodies right now in Jesus' name and into your minds and especially into our emotions. Lord, we receive your peace right now in our emotions. Thank you, Lord. I take authority over anxiety, depression, um, Somebody's got like scattered running thoughts that just never slow down because they're so um, worried about their situation. It's just this ongoing rambling of thoughts. It feels like they can't focus. I just release peace right now. I rebuke chaos and I command it to go. Be silent in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. There's some of you, the Lord just wants to cover you like he did me on um, the bed today with like a blanket. I just see him coming behind you and wrapping blankets around you. Just receive that peace. That's that tangible peace as well that I was talking about earlier. Just allow your body to receive it. Just feel the warmth and the comfort and the heaviness of the blanket, the weight. The weight of the blanket that feels comforting, that feels safe, that feels warm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your peace. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your your comfort. Thank you that you are the comforter. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for the ministering angels that are here right now, God, to to minister your peace, your hope, the gift of faith, and joy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for restoring our strength and our joy. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting some stuff. I just want to wait it out. So just bear with me. Thank you, Lord. Sure. Thank you, Lord. Mm. I'm just asking the Lord. I keep hearing the phrase hmm. your account's been activated your account has been activated does that mean anything to anybody I'm just waiting on him
I just release that then, Lord. Whatever that is, we just agree with you, Lord, that the account has been activated. Thank you for your goodness, Lord.